Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey everybody, this is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio for Brooklyn, so if you like the show and you want to listen to episodes the day they come out, well, you should check out Radio for Brooklyn every Monday at 3 p.m. That is when you hear the freshest Famous Dead People episodes. You're back to hear the episode where I interviewed early American writer and humorist Mark Twain and ruthless Iraqi dictator, the butcher of Baghdad, Saddam Hussein. It was a fascinating talk. Uh, hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radioforbrooklyn.org. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now and available anywhere that fine books are sold. Junior Varsity, my improv team, performs every uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. Also, keep an eye out for my annual birthday show on March 25th at the Magnet Theater on 9 p.m. That's a Sunday. And, uh, of course, jarrettberenstein.com for all the latest and greatest. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Saddam Hussein and Mark Twain, only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. People you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna my guests today on Famous Dead People are 19th century American writer and humorist Mark Twain. Hello. And former president of Iraq, the butcher of Baghdad, Saddam Hussein. Hello. I'm uh, Saddam Hussein. Uh, Mr. Hussein, Mr. Twain, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. It's a pleasure to have you in the studio. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so nice, so lovely, America. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, now, I'd like to start with um, Mark Twain, mm-hmm. uh, if I may. <laughs> So you're most well known uh, for your works about Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry mm-hmm. Finn, obviously. Uh, but I was surprised to learn that there were uh, other Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn books. Like there was uh, Tom Sawyer oh, yeah. Abroad, yeah, where yeah. the two go to Africa. Mm-hmm. And there's a Tom Sawyer Detective, where he solves a murder. That's true. That's true. Uh, and you'll forgive me, but those sound like kind of radical departures from what the first two books were, right? Yes, I, I used to call those my uh, money books. I did those... I did those all for the money, and I was very, very upfront about it at the time. Really? So, like, um, you didn't have, like, a like a fan base that thought that you were maybe, like, betraying the spirit of the original absolutely books? Absolutely, I did. Uh, absolutely. They said I was a huge, huge sellout. And you know what I said to them? Hmm, what'd you say? Kiss my silk-bottomed behind. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that was... Very radical at the time. No but you respect know, for your fan base at Absolutely all. none. You know, I consider myself the father of American literature, and uh, as a result, I don't uh, really care what anybody thinks. Interesting. Well, I know that you, I mean, you had a very brusque kind of like confrontational <laughs> attitude <laughs> yes, towards, indeed. towards uh, other writers towards the end of your career, but yes, we'll, we'll get yes. to that in just a moment. Are you familiar with uh, with uh, uh, Mr. Twain's work? Of uh, course, of course I'm a Saddam? Huge, huge fan. Of oh, likewise. Yeah. I would, so, so how do you feel knowing, like, so I'm, I'm assuming you read Tom Sawyer, I'm assuming you read Huckleberry Finn, yes. um, and I'm assuming you did not read uh, Tom Sawyer Abroad or Tom Sawyer Detective because I, I feel like nobody did. I feel like nobody except like a huge Mark Twain fan would have, right? If I knew about it before, I definitely would have read. Uh, mm. I'm a huge, huge fan yeah. of uh, Those Mark books Twain. need more press, I think, because like wow. nobody knows about them exactly. Uh, it was an uh, annual tradition in uh, my most largest of palaces. Every year uh, I would have uh, uh, my staff come together and uh, put on a 
uh, play of um, Mr. Uh, Twain's work, uh, Huckleberry Finn. Wait, so you would, and, you would do and, like staged yes. productions yes. of Huckleberry Finn? Yes, yes. He oh, would interesting. Do, yes, uh, uh, I got the um, the ideas after watching a Caligula's for the first time. Uh, I meant Caligula, the movie Caligula? Caligula's. Yes, very, very you know popular. about the movie Caligula? Absolutely, I'm a great fan, great <laughs> fan. Very popular movie. Those Romans really knew how to have a party. Well, specifically Caligula. Like, like he <laughs> oh, was, yes. he was oh, really at the yes. top. Yes. Let's, not, let's not pretend like Caligula was like a normal mm-hmm. uh, person. Man. Sweet, gentle really, soul. No, not really. I mean, like he kind of like reached above and beyond like what it meant to be, you know, Bacchanalian. Progressive. And, you know, he had some good <laughs> progressive. For people in his position and uh, of my ilk, yes, I, we all look up to a uh, grandmaster Caligula. Yeah, he has some, Caligula. some good ideas about vomiting. I always thought because <laughs> once you vomit, you can eat more. You can. You can definitely. There's a that is 100 percent true. Um, but what? what I, so let me ask you this: as a fan of Mark Twain mm. and as a fan of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, knowing that the boys go to Africa and Tom Sawyer solves a murder, like doesn't that feel weird to you? Like knowing the characters from the other two books. Yes, it does. It, feel, uh, it, it feels a, it's very weird. A, a little odd. <laughs> very uh, weird. It really under undermines the, the the folksy realism of the original material. Yeah, that's 100%. what my editor said at the time, and then I said, "You shut up and make me my money." <laughs> uh, it's almost as if uh, 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 they made a uh, Caligula's two. It's always they I'm made sorry. a Caligula's too. <laughs> if they did make it, I Caligula's need to get to the red box. He's saying it's similar to if they had and, made a Caligula oh, too. Believe me, I tried. I tried. I tried to make a Caligula because I think he too. dies at the end of Caligula, right? Like hashtag spoiler alert. But I'm, I think that's how Caligula ends, right? I could be wrong about that. I never watched to the end. I was always too horny. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> just stop uh, halfway through yes. and jerk off. Every... Now I'm, I'm just slightly interested. Uh, were you interested in film production? Of course, in that yes. period. Oh, huge, huge, huge fan. I, I turned my uh, second largest palace into a Laws multiplex. Oh, when I was oh screen productions of movies I have uh, uh, written. Fascinating. So you would write your own movies yes. and then put them and screen them in your second largest mansion, which was also a Lowe's movie it's theater. A Lowe's you could just made it a regular oh, movie theater. You didn't have to make mm. it a Lowe's. It's, it, look, it's Jared. You know, it's all about branding, right? It is all, about, all about, about branding. branding. Uh, and I am no stranger to branding. No, I'm just no. surprised that you didn't do like a like Michael Jordan has his his like strain of uh, strain his chain of uh, of movie theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it was Michael Jordan, right? Or is it Magic Magic Johnson's? Magic Johnson, yeah. yeah. Magic Johnson's got the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you just start your own brand of, of movie theaters, the Saddam Hussein multiplex? Well, you know. Uh, I went to one of these uh, pitch meetings uh, with mm. the executives from Laws, and uh, mm-hmm. they gave me just a good uh, offer. And yeah. they, uh, the people of Baghdad love it. Uh, always yeah. lines around the corner to 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 watch my uh, to watch films, your movies, to watch my film, the movies that you made. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've incredible. always said, you know, uh, despite any other crimes, Saddam Hussein really uh, very good at sharing credit. <laughs> Always with Lowe's, you know, with uh, is, Caligula. He, you know, that is the full, thing. One of the things. Oh, was very called humble. you the butcher of Baghdad, very, very, but also the share yeah, of credit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, which one of us has not just got a you know a bad nickname from a person that they don't like, mm-hmm. doesn't like them? You know, these stick. But you know, 
you know, I think that's a that's an arguable point. But um, I, I wanted to finish up with Mark Twain about these uh, these other books. Like Tom Sawyer Detective, it just really just blows my mind that he solves a murder. Well, he's it's very so... clever. Even mm-hmm. in the original book, I thought he's very clever. Oh, definitely. And yeah. uh, due to the you know those uh, those Sherlock Holmes stories were printing money at the time, just printing money. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, if uh, if we if this uh, British man can solve some sort of murder, <laughs> then uh, obviously a, a young plucky American with folksy wisdom and a a switch on his back could clearly do the same thing. And, that's uh, fair, you know, uh, you know, you may say it's a silly idea, but, uh, I have a boat. <laughs> that's a really good point. Mm. Well, here's, here's my question. So if it was just a money-making scheme, like, are there other genres that you want to plug Absolutely. Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn into just, Absolutely. just for the Vampire money? romance. Okay. Well, that's a little past its time, unfortunately. Like, maybe maybe 10 years ago, that would have been a hot, well, that, that, you know, hot ticket item. That reminds me of a script I also wrote. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. this yeah. I want to hear it's about. A, uh, about a uh, young uh, high school girl's uh, mm. uh, daughter to a uh, uh, single uh, father, uh, uh, a little bit of a loner, and okay. uh, she goes uh, to school, and she meets a uh, new boy in town. Ooh, okay. And, uh, he is a uh, vampire's. Ooh, so like Twilight then? But, uh, but what? Oh, so you didn't know about the Twilight series. Uh, I you gotta, you gotta check it out. This is a good name. That's a good name. <laughs> it's much. Well, you shouldn't do that because it's already a book. Hmm? What was your title? Yeah, what'd you call your book? Uh, late evening. Late oh, evening. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Well, Interesting. there's some parallel thinking there right now. Uh, can I make a suggestion? Because mm-hmm. since you're just trying to plug in these guys to anything that's making a lot of money, you know, it's really popular these days are the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, you know, yes. so maybe like uh, uh, Tom you know. Sawyer, Tokyo Drift, <laughs> something like that. You know, mm-hmm. Huckleberry. Or, or sort of like the the erotic fiction, like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, seems to be really mm-hmm. popular. Also, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so maybe like. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, Maybe Aunt Sally and Tom Sawyer. There's, some, uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of heat there. There could be a little bit of heat. You I, know, I'm a, I'm always willing to adapt. I've uh, often considered myself, you know, to me, it was a different time, but all of my novels were fairly erotic. Really? You think so? Yeah, I would say. Life on the Mississippi, it's a, a mighty... Mighty River, the the power. Oh, so maybe it's like an analogy. Like mm-hmm. maybe we're mm-hmm. we're seeing this as... back in the day. Analogies were how we all got off. Yeah, because the, there were so there, it was such a, a prudish idea of what was appropriate mm-hmm. that you had to mask everything. Mm-hmm. You had in... to wear a shirt on the beach. <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah, it's, oh, and that's oh, part of the fun oh, going oh. to the beach is like exposing your skin to the elements, exactly. it's like being outside in the heat. Uh, but let's go over to um, uh, Saddam Hussein for just a moment. So many people in our generation know you as the dictator that we toppled during the second war in Iraq. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry, what was that? Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Some people have not caught up on that Wikipedia entry. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, so the American, justifi- the American government justified going to war with you in 2003 by saying that you had and were trying to develop more weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. But then famously, after the war, we didn't find any. And so now that you're in the studio... I'd love to ask you about these weapons, if they existed, where they were. And there's really nothing that, that the United States can do to you at this point. You have total freedom to admit this. Did you have weapons of mass destruction? Yeah, this is uh, all uh, great questions. Uh, okay, yeah, thank you so much. And I would like to uh, give you an, an exclusive 
Ooh, oh, it's the famous oh, dead people exclusive. Oh famous dead people uh, All right. exclusive. Yeah, I can't okay. wait. Nobody else so in the world knows. Nobody yeah. knows this. And, you know, mm-hmm. as I uh, talk about it, I feel like a big weight will be lifted off oh, my right, chest. Right, 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 yeah. Of course. In my third largest palace. Okay, so the, we're saying the first one is uh, is where you would stage the Mark Twain, Mark Twain plays. Mm-hmm. The second one you turned into the a Lowe's multiplex. <laughs> The third mansion. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. The third mansion is where I had my WMDs. That's where wow. the weapons of mass destruction were. How come we didn't find them? I'm sure that we searched. I think they tricked the first the two, and then they, they got caught up watching <laughs> movies. On, you can only get to the third palace by passing the second palace. Mm-hmm. And you I tell you, it. you oh. once you see one of my movies... <laughs> My favorite with a different lease on life. Indiana Hussein was my favorite. <laughs> it's the kingdom of, of the crystal skull. Yes, that's right. And okay, that, so that, the first Saddam Hussein Indiana Jones movie was Crystal Skull. Yes. That was the first one. Yes. Yeah. What I introduced a lineage for the main character right <laughs> off the bat before anyone, before anyone could uh, uh, get any feelings for him that's in incredible. any way. So I was oh. like, what's more important than family? Yeah, and that's oh. when I put the pen to the papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what came out of me. Yeah, that's wow. The lesson of all my books too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I my personal favorite thing in a movie is when a character or two characters that I uh, have ha- I have no history with, I know nothing about them, are revealed to be family members. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's, just oh, a, yes. it's just such a huge mind mm-hmm. fuck where I'm like, oh my god. These two people that I did not know at all Absolutely. and have no history with, they, they're related. Unbelievable. That's the literal twist in the second movie I did called Starfight. Starfight. Oh. Starfight, uh, I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry. This, what a gamble. This is the second movie <laughs> the that you made. Mo- had, but, not, but not the second movie of a series of nope, movies. It's just the second movie. the mo- first movie yep. in this series yes. uh, called Starfight. I, I, I sat down with the people at Lowe's. And again, mm. in one of the pitch meetings, they're like, you know what people want? They want a shared universe. Mm -hmm. They want Mm -hmm. backstory, middle Mm -hmm. story, end story, but in one movie. And they they want the twist to be revealed in the title. (laughs) In the title. People's attention spans, I don't know if you know this, Jared, very, very short. Didn't you also make that movie um, that was called um, uh, Another Sense, I'm Dead at the End? That's right. That that was the the time we said that. Big one, yes. Another Sense, colon, Mm -hmm. I'm Dead at the End. That's right. That uh, was my third movie. The third third movie movie I made. I'm surprised that nobody at Lowe's tipped you off to how similar these movies are to movies that already existed because Lowe's are in the business of doing movies. Right, but again, when I say Lowe's, I don't mean like, I mean Lowe's Middle East Division. Yeah. Oh, right. In the, you know, it's very. It has to be a global company. I they were will, they were willing to do business with the man, you know, the butcher of Baghdad. I feel maybe the standards again. Had, I feel like slightly. I feel yeah, like maybe, it, yeah. everyone <laughs> doubled down on that nickname, but no one says Saddam Hussein Autour. And Autour. I feel like oh, yeah, movie maker, movie maker mm-hmm. uh, son mm-hmm. of Caligula. You that's know, a better. Why not point. go son of Caligula? Mark Twain. That is a really good point. If they're willing to go into business with Saddam Hussein, they probably didn't care about like copyright infringement. Yeah, yes, as much. Um, but let me ask you this, uh, Saddam. So you had these weapons of mass destruction. Oh yes, uh, the in your third mansion. <laughs> like so, so can you tell us anything more about them? Like were yes. they were they nuclear weapons, suitcase bombs, a chemical lot, warfare? To be honest, a lot of it was uh, home security system. 
that I bought mm. off uh, QVC. Okay. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, wait, so that, that was how you protected it? From... Put, yes. Oh. Inside the house, I had a... I protected a box that contained a home security <laughs> system. Oh. Yes, I had... Uh, st- wow, I'm sorry. How I had this... guards with guns. How was the security system a weapon of mass destruction? It I'm curious. Mass destruction when somebody tried to break into your house? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. kidding. No, wait, so what happened? So, like, someone would break into your house and then... It dead immediately. And then you just die? Oh, well, you get... The guards are trained to shoot to kill anyone that would lay eyes so, Dom, on... Maybe I'm not being clear here, mm-hmm. but I'm asking you about weapons of mass destruction. Yes, yes, yes. So you're saying that your weapons of mass destruction was one home security system from QVC. Yes. How was that a weapon of mass destruction? The amount of carnage that it has caused by people <laughs> coming to see No, yeah, it. that's a good point. Yes, the reason I hid it. Wow. Yes, people that from is a all, mind fuck right there. People from all over Iraq would a come. A weapon that is, that is mass destruction because people go to look to at go it. go look, mm-hmm. yes. And then they die? Yes. That's I, diabolical. That had is I diabolical. Known, had I known it would be this uh, 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 attractive to people, I would have put it in my fourth largest home oh, which yeah. is what i use <laughs> to house all my famous antiques your famous oh, and my two yes. sons oh yes Ude Fine, good boys Kusei. good good boys, boys. yes i've traveled time. with them many times you've got yes. some very weird politics um if you just join never us. considered politics i always thought was a game for mules and fools <laughs> I see. Is that? I, I love that you're just reading out of your own quotes book. Yes, <laughs> yes the famous, the famous quote, most famous. It was the title of my third book. Do you uh, know what that book was called? Uh, was it called um, Mules and Fools? No, well, the full title was Politics is a Game for Mules, Mules and, and Fools. Fools. Really laying it all out there. And it was dedicated to Uday and Kusei. <laughs> Hussein. I find that a little hard to believe. But I, I think it's lovely that you carry around your own book of your quotes. Book of Absolutely. Quotes. I don't even remember what to say if I can read it out of my own book. Can, can uh, you, can that's you, what they call a writer right there. You know what? I know I know where you're going with this, yes. Saddam, but I'm curious about the book that you have with you that's full of your famous quotes, yes. oh. which I'd love to get you in just a second. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are uh, former president of Iraq, Saddam Hussein. Hello. And uh, 19th century American writer and humorist Mark Twain. Greetings. Um, and so, yeah, we were just about to uh, crack open, um, you know, uh, uh, Mark Twain uh, lovingly brought a book of his quotes, his mm-hmm. epigrams uh, mm-hmm. to read from. But Saddam Hussein also brought his book of uh, famous quotes. And we were just going to he was just going to uh, uh, humor us uh, yes. with one or two of those, if you wouldn't mind. Of course, of course. Uh, of course, the uh, the title of uh, my book of quotes is. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, of course, uh, uh, Fahrenheit. Uh, a lot of degrees. Fahrenheit, oh. a lot of degrees. Oh. I see. I like that a lot. Uh, uh, it, uh, I like how it's vague. You yes. know, you don't know how Many hot or cold, cold. this book <laughs> is going to be. You yes. just know that it's being measured in Fahrenheit. Nothing scarier than the unknown. Nothing scarier than not knowing what you are about to read. Right. All right. So but, yeah, yeah. Please, uh, favorite. Here's my. Uh, it's my favorite one. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's from one I call uh, uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. So you titled all of your quotes. So this, this quote <laughs> is name. titled Jeremy. All my quotes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best way to find them when you go through the That's index. true. That's true. It this seems like a good my, organization system. This is my quote, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, at home, drawing pictures of mountaintops with him on top. Lemon yellow sun. 
Lemon Yellow Sun. This sounds Beautiful. more like a poem than a, than like a it's saying. A, well, all know? they say all quotes are short poems. They do say that. That's a Mark it's Twain too, quote. That's a Mark right. Twain uh, quote. Are you reading out of my book, young man? Yeah, I committed most of Look your quotes to memory. Let me, uh, oh, let me ask you this. Better than I've done. Let me ask you this, Mr. Twain. So mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to admit that in researching this interview is when I discovered that Mark Twain was a pseudonym. I thought oh, that, that was your, absolutely. Your, your actual name, but your actual name was Samuel Clemens. Langhorn. Uh, that was my middle <laughs> Samuel Lang. Please call me Langhorn. Langhorn. Mm-hmm. That is oh, that is a middle name that has some heft to it. That's absolutely. Um, and the story of uh, of how you got your name is that it was a riverboat speak Absolutely. for marking the depth of a river. So to mark Twain was to mark two. That's that's pretty clever, wasn't it? <laughs> it's pretty clever. I stole it from another man from a from a uh, a sailor who um, he he used to write like a like a like a like a journal of like you know where all the rocks. Yeah, it was stuff the were. Dave Barry of uh, of the river. <laughs> And oh. one of these days, I thought that was that's a wonderful name. So I'll tell you what I did. I murdered him. You murdered him. I murdered him dead, and then I took the name for myself. Well, you know, can I just say, uh, mm-hmm. how, why, here's here's a, a literary icon, uh, uh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain, admitting yeah. mm-hmm. to murder. Yes, and and yet uh, you don't give him a. a, a Bad nickname. Well, we gave him a nickname. It's uh, the the father of American literature. Yeah, sure, but yeah. There's nothing about uh, murder. Greatest, greatest mm-hmm. American humorist, uh, writer of the first great American novel. Well, I tell you, that was all about spin, too, because at the time they called me the butcher of the Mississippi. <laughs> really? They called and then the what I did is I just uh, I paid off one of my newspaper contacts and said, why don't you just massage that into the father of American <laughs> literature? Who is this man? I like. I need my. I need hire him. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yes, you, you paid off a lot of journalists as well in your time, uh, Saddam. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that you didn't ever try to get rid of that nickname, the the Butcher of Baghdad. In most of my interviews ended in a clicky like murder. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. See, that's I think your main problem is that if you're going to pay off a reporter, you have to let them live long enough to actually write the story and not just murder them right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming that you didn't make that mistake as well, Mr. Twain. Oh, never. I never paid anybody if I didn't have to. Mm, all all right. the money, all for me, all well, for sweet it Papa is Langhorn. Interesting, the attitude that you have towards money, knowing what happens later in your life. But we'll get to that in just a moment. My, mm-hmm. my main question, though, oh, about, this, what a tease. about this pseudonym, <laughs> this early spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that if this was a, a Saddam Hussein production, we would get, we would put that out in the You'd title. You get it right Absolutely. at the top. Yeah, Let people there. know. Mm-hmm. That. We would call this mm-hmm. interview uh, "Mark Twain uh, Loves Money," even though he threw a lot of it away Gambler. later on uh, in Mark life. Twain. Gambling. Uh, that was never, not about gambling. Well, the kind of gambling, I guess. Never Investing gambled in. on a on a bad book, though. On a on a. I uh, always knew those bad books would give me some sweet, get sweet you a green. Little bit of cash. Get you Gotta a little buy bit them of... Havanas. Can I smoke in here? <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, as much as you like. <laughs> That's my smoking so noise. Eat that cigar. I gotta taste I'll have to taste the tip. Do you want one, Saddam? Of course. Oh my God, the two. Mr. Berenstein has a fine cigar for you. I mean, one in Rome. <laughs> Are we doing this right? Are we smoking our cigars? Uh, absolutely. There's no wrong way to smoke a cigar. No wrong way. So yeah, let me ask you this um, about the pseudonym. Why did you feel like you needed one? Like I understand where it came from. I understand that you had to murder this uh, mm-hmm. riverboat journalist. Mm-hmm. It started uh, for with the his name. Um, but but why did, why did you feel like you needed to have a name that wasn't your own when you were publishing when you were writing? Well, back then it was just uh, it was a fashion of a sort. You know, you couldn't couldn't use your real name. Uh, people. Uh, People would laugh at you, you know. Look at uh, writers who use their their real names at the at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, think about somebody like uh, Ernest Hemingway. Okay. After my time, ridiculous name. Now nobody 
takes him seriously. I mean, everybody takes him seriously. You know, people talk Not call me. him one of the great American authors. How many? How many novels did he write? Five. Um, he could have done the Old Man in the Sea goes to Europe and solves a murder. <laughs> old Man in the Sea European vacation. That is uh, one. Is my is a spec script I put together. Oh my! Uh, absolutely. Yes. Old Man in the Sea. Too fast. Too furious. Oh yes. Yeah. Too yeah, old. Was, too sea. He was sitting on a cash cow and he did not cash mm-hmm. out. And you're saying that the reason for that is because he went by his actual name. That's it. All felt, it all comes together. You know, so he's just he's a, not a good businessman. Interesting. Okay. I, yeah, that's why say, he killed himself. <laughs> I, will, like, I will say that Old Man uh, and the Sea 2 mm-hmm. sounds like a good, just singular movie. Mm-hmm. Old Man and the Sea 2. Yes, even uh, even though it has a 2 at the end, mm-hmm. uh, just one movie. Oh, it could oh, be, it could it could be. be like, a, like Look Who's Talking to where it's T-O-O. Oh, so it could be like Old Man and the Sea 2. You know? I'm so, just an old writer, but I would have gone with Grumpier Old Man and the Sea. <laughs> About an old man who's got a, a long, a historically long rivalry with the sea, mm-hmm. where they do mm-hmm. pranks on each other. Lots of charming old man like pranks. Like the sea yes. will put a fish in the old man's car. Mm-hmm. And know. it'll have a blooper reel over the credits. <laughs> where the Burgess sea is, Meredith. <laughs> where the sea is saying a lot of sexual innuendos. A lot of my last novels had that. Really? A little blooper reel at the end where you have I'm Huck not... Finn accidentally doesn't say the N-word. <laughs> And you have to tell him, yes. no, Huck, no, you have, have to, to say, say the end. The line, is, say. the line is the N-word, Huck. Yeah, you have to yeah. say it. Uh, but let me go back to Saddam Hussein for just a moment. So mm-hmm. your political career begins uh, when you drop out of law school to join the Pan-Arab Bath Party, mm-hmm. uh, which, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, which I understand to be sort of a secular uh, national socialism party. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, everything okay. you said is correct. All right. So we're talking about like no religion. You no know, religion. Even though we're in a in a in a peri- in, we're we're in a a part of the country where people have very strong religious beliefs and they're they're very passionate about the religion. The Bath Party is no religion and it's also very nationalistic, very jingoistic. Uh, but socialists, like everybody, should, we should spread the wealth around. Everybody should take care of each other. Yes, like I said, progressive, like Very my progressive. hero, like my hero Caligula. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, what I've learned was from watching that movie at a very young age. Okay, and, uh, all right. To myself, yes, this is it. Uh, this is how one. Uh, gets to power mm-hmm. and uh, enjoys power. Now, I, again, mm-hmm. I don't know how that movie ends because, <laughs> because of course, I've already ejaculated. Nobody knows. I've ejaculated through that movie. Who watches a movie after you ejaculate? It's pointless. That's why I haven't been able to finish Howard's End. Mm-hmm. That's why I haven't been able to finish uh, The Piano. You just got to stop and jerk it off. That's why I'm angry yeah. when people finish my books. <laughs> they, don't, they miss out on those classic bloop, blooper chapters. Those chapters where yeah. <laughs> the author is... Asking the character to, <laughs> to finish do, the, things, do yes. the thing that I wanted to write you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as I'm wondering about, um, you know, there are so many things that are, uh, they, they just seem like they're counterproductive for somebody who is, it doesn't seem like you're trying to solve everybody's problems, but it also doesn't seem like you're trying to consolidate power. Like if you were trying to consolidate power, just, you know, which the nationalism and the socialism would suggest, then why be non-religious? Because that seems like a really easy way to like get everybody on your board. But if you are just trying to just solve everyone's problems as the anti-religion socialism thing would be, then why would you have the nationalism part of it where you're saying that it's us against the entire world? Does that make sense? Is that too complicated of a question? It's not. It's not. Uh, I think what um, I think what you're trying to ask mm-hmm. uh, in a roundabout way. Is okay. That mm-hmm. If you 
if you would uh you'd like to come to see my my fifth my fifth palace okay which is obviously I, that's what he was asking <laughs> yeah that, that, that fifth the fifth palace is where i have all my uh, interviews mm. my all my all my journalists uh, 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 reporters friends who okay. come to interview me uh, they come and uh, they ask questions like that in that palace okay oh. oh so what you're saying is that in me asking you that question i was roundaboutly saying can i go to your fifth mansion yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and ask you that question there. Yes. You know, let's got, go. Many don't leave. I got to so say, much fun. It's such, it, that, Saddam, I got to say, man, that is, it's very savvy of you. That yeah, was my that was, hidden yeah, unconscious. Mm-hmm. Anytime I get hit with these questions, like, you know, very inside, it was a very insightful and you question. Just, you realize you're mm-hmm. like, and you're I only asking me this because you, you want to go to the journalism. Mm-hmm. You want to go to my uh, journalism. My, that makes a lot of sense. My yeah. gift to the world of uh, journalism. Mm-hmm. I hear they've got pinball machines there. I can't wait. I can't wait to go. God, you really, you really got me there, Saddam. Yeah. Like, I really don't care it's about a the pin, answer. It's a pinball version of uh, Starfight. Oh, I am your father. Rare the pinball game. Ooh, rare one. Wow, I love pinball games that have like a theme to them. Absolutely, because it's it's sort of like saying, you know, like I'm not just here. Right moving a metal ball around i'm tony soprano or mm-hmm. i'm in the wizard of oz i sold you know? all the rights to my books to be turned into pinball machines <laughs> oh yeah which, a connecticut uh, yankee in king arthur's court the you, pinball machine uh puddinhead wilson the puddinhead wilson the pinball machine yes absolutely you gotta put the put the pudding right in his head <laughs> unfortunately we've got to take a short break but mm-hmm. we'll be right back with uh, Mark Twain and Saddam Hussein on Famous Dead People. We'll hear more about these pinball machines in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are former president of Iraq, the butcher of Baghdad, Saddam Hussein. Okay, uh, is again, is Saddam Hussein Autour. You're not going to lose the nickname in this interview. Saddam Hussein Autour. I appreciate the effort you're making. And 19th century American writer and humorist, first great author of America, Mark Twain. Hello. (laughs) So uh, let's go back to you for just a moment, uh, Mark Twain. So... Mm -hmm. um, uh, according to Wikipedia, um, you know, you had the very, only source. The only on source. My life. I didn't write a 1,000 page autobiography a two, or anything. Art autobiography. Read. Uh, see, I, I believe that you can't really go to an autobiography for 
good biographical information because mm-hmm. that's going to be tainted by what you want the story of your life to be. Also, I, I only wrote it for the money, so oh. it was all it's all just me pretending to have had sex with famous celebrities of the time. Oh, so it was like a scandal, like a mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. um, uh, a Weekly World. Uh, what's that? What's the scandal? What's the uh, like an Us Weekly or a uh, U.S. Daily Mail? Mm-hmm. They, that could be one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was like a tabloid, like a sex Baghdad tabloid. Post. Who were some of the Who were some of the famous people that you that you said that you seduced and and made love to in your autobiography? John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth, really? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, wow. He was a very famous, handsome actor at the time, and you know the most some... people said he was the most famous man in America back yeah, then. That's right. Yes, and yeah. then he became even more famous. <laughs> <laughs> after I wrote about him in the book, I think you say he became even more handsome after he uh, oh, after yeah, he well, murdered the president. Depending on your depending on your politics. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you about. So it seems like throughout your life, your politics were very what you would call liberal for the time. Mm-hmm, you were mm-hmm. uh, an abolitionist. You believed mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, equal rights for African Americans. Yeah, um, absolutely. But you, for a brief time, were enlisted in the Confederate Army. Absolutely. Yes, during the true. Civil War. Also, also, he encouraged his characters to say the N word. <laughs> That was for that was for folksiness, folksiness, and also for the blooper reel and historical accuracy. Let's not forget, you know, everybody said that. People said the N word back then. I'm just giving giving Mark Twain an old rant. And I also really like that you said encouraged his characters to say it as though he couldn't just. Write it down in the his characters book. speak for themselves. You know, they I, live their own and, lives. You think Tom they, Sawyer wanted to solve that murder? He just wanted to go back and ask that girl to the dance. And I said, No, you chase that man <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> you figure out who murdered that whore, yeah, Tom Sawyer. Right. You that's figure right. it out. As a fellow writer, I understand. Yeah, you know, yes. exactly. Like writers that. know. Writers know. Mm-hmm, I understand. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my main question here: is why would you join? the Confederate Army, when it is clear through the rest of your life that your politics were anti-Confederate. They were they were abolitionists. They were a, a civil rights for African-Americans. I was a very, very young man and, you know, mm-hmm. a, a proud son of Mississippi growing up on the river. And okay. Back in those days, everybody around me believed that, you know, they should be in charge of their own country. And I, I didn't understand the I didn't understand. I'm oh, sorry. Th- everyone around you thought that you'd be in charge of their own country. Like every yes, every yes. person in the South thought they should have their own country. That's the American way. I'm I, the first I'm... great American writer, and I believe that everybody <laughs> should secede uh, from every the country human themselves. Should secede from America no, and be their not own the country. Not the Iraqi way. Iraqi way I is to have just one, one person <laughs> with five or six spouses, mm-hmm. preferably you, yes, right? Of like course. That's the, that's the Iraqi way. The Iraqi yes. way is just me. Gotcha, also, it gotcha. was for money. Mm-hmm. They oh, so said you... they would give me money if I agreed to shoot people so that they could still have slaves. And I said, well, that <laughs> certainly abhorrent to my personal politics. But uh, and you're like, I'm not seeing any offers of the contrary. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. They didn't they didn't bother to send those uh, those union fellas down all the way to Florida, Mississippi, where mm-hmm. I believe I was born. <laughs> No, you were not born in Mississippi. Your family moved there when you were four. But where you I were born... That's so, so hazy back then. Of course. I don't remember where I was born. I don't have any memory mm-hmm. of that. I only know mm-hmm. that because someone told me that I was born in Santa Monica, you know? Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, I wish I had written down where you were born. That would have made this uh, part of the interview a little bit more cogent. Uh, but let's go back to... Some ah, I've never here. worried that much about being cogent, Mr. Mm-hmm. Berenstein. Well, I always feel it's more important to be folksy and <laughs> witty in a, in a way that... And, of course, just swimming in cash. 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 Well, that's the so folksiness and... Uh, listen, I named my yachts. One of them is named folksiness, and one of them <laughs> one of them is named rye wit. Okay. The other one is named doing whatever you have to do. <laughs> 
do whatever I have to do to survive. Yes. You're both, Let's go. Your both, both titles sound like uh, many of my quote titles. Yes, oh, absolutely. The title of his quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. have so much in common. I'd really so like it. So I'm, I'm so sure your listeners <clears throat> are, uh, can feel like, oh, these are. A best two, friendship happening. Best friend, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let me go back to Saddam Hussein for just a moment. So. Um, uh, the bath party, uh, yes. of which you have managed to, you know, like work your way, uh, work your way up. You know, yes. uh, they overthrew the government in the 14th July Revolution, uh, led by this man named uh, Kasim. Yes, my good it. friend Kasim. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and so Kasim, uh, he he alienates himself from the party, though. And oh, right. So the bath decide. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, I forget. Kasim turned. To, uh, uh, I'll have never mis- turn on a friend. <laughs> Kasim turned on me. I, I would never turn my. my well, uh, well, so that's my question: is that the the bath party then decides to assassinate Kasim, mm. and they chose you to do it? Yes. Um, and so I'm wondering, like, why you wanted to assassinate the man who had previously led the the, the party that brought you into power. Um, and also why you were chosen to be the assassin. Good, again, great question. And Jay. here's the thing. I'm already invited to the palace. Yes, I know. I so know. this is a question that I actually I, want I will, the answer to. Yes, I will mm-hmm. answer this one. Uh, it comes down to um, uh, Kasim wanted a writing credit on some of the movies that I had been uh, writing at the time. Really? And that... That does not fly with uh, Saddam. Because you a, obviously wrote all those things yourself. I You're the auteur. All, all my mm-hmm. ideas. They I called am, you the auteur of Baghdad at the, the time. The auteur of Baghdad. They <laughs> called me the true. Stanley of Baghdad. Oh, <laughs> the yes. Stanley. made a cameo in every assassination. <laughs> every, every, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so and so this had nothing to do with politics. Nothing. Uh, and a lot of differences. This, again, this is just, you know, a lot of people, you know, we, we live in big palaces. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Word gets around. It's just it was a, a screenwriting dispute. Kasim mm. uh, um, thought it best for him to leave country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we said uh, we 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 shook hands, mm-hmm. and then I cut his head off. Really? Yes. Wow. That's interesting. Caligula style. Wow, that's fascinating. I mean, I read in the Wikipedia that you uh, pulled the trigger. You 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 pulled the trigger before everybody was in position, so you kind of ruined the mission, mm. and you only like killed. Like one I of his... said, I said, get the spoiler <laughs> out right away. Yeah, you oh, know, nobody yeah. wants to exactly. wait. Just do it. So what I did, I pulled the trigger. Okay, and, and then I shot a sword. Him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shot a sword. I shot a sword, and it cut his head off. That's now this is... is a man who lives the life of Caligula. <laughs> Shooting swords at a gun. He has a sword Again, gun at yeah. people. Yeah, I read that it was a failed mission, but I mean that could just be the bias of Wikipedia. But anyone can write anything. It's not probably Uday or Kuse is probably there. You think? Oh, you think maybe they changed they that? They're yeah, they're always pulling him. Pulling, they're always <laughs> pulling little little, uh, little pranking, tricks. pranking the old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone knows Saddam loves to be pranked. <laughs> Lo- lover of pranks. Lover of films. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, so. I'm, I'm guessing like your sixth mansion was probably like where the pranks lived. Oh you know? yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of uh, gags in mm-hmm. that. Uh, I had a uh, uh, flower that shoots water. Uh, maybe like uh, a, uh, a staircase <laughs> that turns into slides. slides. Can I use these? <laughs> of course. Uh, My next book. One uh, seat. Uh, always had a uh, whoopee cushion on it. Oh, this would be great always for uh, the... Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn go yes. to Saddam's Six Mansion. Yeah, Saddam's yeah. Prank Mansion. Prank They're mansion. not going to like it, but I'm telling them to go anyway. I need that cash. Again, they don't have anything to say about this. It is your choice as the author to make them do whatever they want. That's not how I think of my characters. And also, they're real fair. people who yes. often also wanted writing credit for the <laughs> books that were about them and what they had actually done and said. Interesting. And uh, I said, uh, no. 
shine my shoes, you you urchins. You urchins. I used to call them urchins. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, back then you could say that word. You know, now Mm -hmm. we just call that's the ooh, that's the U word. The (laughs) The letters U. The ooh word. Uh, Let me let me ask you, uh, Mark. Did you uh, did you how did you take care of these men? I take. You mean the 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 people who would ask for writing credits? Sword gun. Sword gun. Yes. It's the choice, the choice of uh, you know thousands you of years. Have so much in common. Also, yes. a big fan of Caligula, yes. mm-hmm. as we've established. Everybody in this room is know. a big fan of Caligula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the world has seen the end of it no, because yeah. it's, uh... as you come too fast. Yes. Uh, so let me ask you this, uh, Mark Twain. So after the mm-hmm. war, you go to Nevada to work for your brother uh, Orion. Is it pronounced Orion or Orion? I never learned. <laughs> so... You worked as a miner. Yes. Uh, and then you got you had a friend who got you a job at the uh, the newspaper Territorial Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And that's where you begin writing under the uh, moniker Mark Twain. That's true. Um, and I'm wondering, is that where you fell in love with uh, being a published and widely read author? Because it seems like before that, you're jumping around from occupation to occupation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that, that's when you're a writer, like, for the rest of your life. Well, I'll tell you. When I was a young man, I uh, I dreamed of uh, being a steamboat captain. And, yes, uh, yes, I and did, I did And I did, I did that because I thought that was the most high-paying job in America because that's all I saw. I was just a dumb boy. And then <laughs> I learned from the men on the steamboat that you could make a lot of money going west to, to mine gold. Okay. So I went west to mine gold, and then I found all the gold was gone. And they said, well, you know what? You're good with a yarn. And uh, I said, good well, with right. a yarn. I could write a, I could write a good yarn. Yes, because I know that back then people would say that you were good with a yarn. Mm-hmm. If you were a cat person. If you were good, if you were a cat you person. A, I was a cat yeah, person. If you was a cat person, uh, human mm-hmm. cat man. I had men. Alice, I lived my life like a cat. <laughs> yes, looking out for number one. So one of the scripts I'm working on is actually oh. about a, 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 a young American uh, traveler who uh, goes to London mm-hmm. uh, and he gets bit by a cat no. and, uh, and he turns into, he turns a, into a cat, he turns into mm-hmm. a cat man. Uh, I call it uh, American Cat Man in the capital of England. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty good... Uh, Efficient title. Good Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Colin. I don't make it Colin to the finish. end of the movie, I think. Uh, so, yeah, is that... Uh, there, there's a theory going around the internet that that's the reason why you wore the white suit is because you wanted to resemble a white cat mm-hmm. as much as humanly Absolutely. possible. That, that's that's true? You can confirm yes, that for yes. us? Well, you know, my uh, agent said at the time, mm-hmm. uh, if you look like a cat... People give you the big bucks to go on the lecture circuit because everybody wanted to oh. know how to be more like a cat and have nine lives. How to be, but they wouldn't say that. They would say how to be good with a yarn. Exactly. Yes, it was. Well, I, I try not to use the expressions from back then because they haven't aged very well. They will just confuse everybody that's listening. I'm a to great this. communicator. That's another nickname they had for me. The great communicator. The great communicator. I didn't know that, that was one of your nicknames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to see with all my accomplishments, I still get that one. The, the, the butcher of Baghdad. I have so many great nicknames, and this guy has got one, I got one, one bad nickname. Well, it's not a bad nickname if you know. Um, if yeah. I was he opened a meat shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 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 Baghdad, but no, of course. You also have at you, least you, six you, palaces, yeah, six and palaces. I only have a nice house in Connecticut. <laughs> you kill, uh, I don't know, every journalist that tries to interview you at all. You get a reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. the thing. If you just own the fact that you were a butcher of humans, you were a a terrible dictator who would murder people. I read about this guy when you when you evade Iran. Um, and, uh, you know, that war starts going really poorly and it starts draining all the, all the funding and resources out of Iraq that the guy who was your minister of health said, oh, maybe you should resign for a little while and it'll help us 
go into peace talks, and then a couple weeks later, you mail his limbs back to his wife. Yes, yes. <laughs> right? Okay. Mark, Witty. Mark a lot, again. <laughs> Witty. A lot. I feel like a lot. Again, these palaces are so huge, mm. and a lot of stories get, you know, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. what happened again? So you're saying that's not what really that's happened. That's not. So what happened exa- to the Minister of Health? I was just palace right talk. Now. Again, he, uh, uh, we got into a disagreement. He wanted uh, a director of uh, credit on uh, my fourth feature film, and say, I was oh like, uh-uh, I don't play this way. I find this really hard to believe that after you murdered so many people for trying to get their hands in your creative projects, the people would still try to do it. Yeah, I find that really hard to believe. These movies are, are so good. good. The Everything. audacity of hope, right? <laughs> Right, Dad. That's in my quote. <laughs> Everything goes back to this movie career of yours. Uh, yeah, look, it just blows I, it's my the, mind. It's the most important thing in uh, your in life. my life mm-hmm. uh, was my uh, cinematic <laughs> vision to create a cinematic universe. Before there was a Marvel or a, uh, a DC mm-hmm. or even uh, the uh, my favorite, the Dark Universe. Uh, oh yeah, that was canceled after one movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, was the What was the Dark Universe? Is uh, the Mummy. With Tom oh, Cruise, right. yes, yes, yeah. They, they call that the Dark Universe, and, and the reason I liked it I was, was behind that one. The, the, the second movie, they uh, mm-hmm. uh, instead of going into Frankenstein, they decide to do Bride of Frankenstein. So they, the second mm-hmm. movie was going to be Bride of Frankenstein, yes, even though see, we didn't know that character yeah, yet. Exactly, and that is the way I like to. Yeah, right. Now, get the spoiler right off the top. Right, get. We've all seen the Frankenstein origin story. Now we want to know it already. His family. We don't need to mm-hmm. see another movie about Frankenstein being bitten by the yeah. spider or whatever, like yeah. however he gets his powers. Uncle Ben. <laughs> exactly. So but you're saying that after you're... that disagreement, <laughs> okay, you know, with, uh, with the minister of with health, with the minister, mm-hmm. uh, I was showing him uh, my uh, sword room. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and, uh, you know, where all your sword guns all are. All my obviously. sword guns are and the gun swords and, from uh, Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please continue, Mister. And uh, you know, it's like one of those uh, the thing that he's what was he's my minister of. Health, health, Mr. health. Yeah. yeah, very clumsy man. Mm. Uh, and he, you know, he <laughs> fell. He fell. He trips. Tripped. Fell. Falls and, into a wall of swords, which was right next to a bunch of self-addressed stamped <laughs> envelopes. Uh. Because I was getting ready they to were send all out. Going I was to his wife. Was, yeah, I was getting to send out movie premiere uh, invitations. Oh, to Why everyone. were you sending so many to his wife? Why were you sending so many movie invitations to like his I wife said, specifically? Again, uh, uh, I, I like to give everyone in my uh, troop uh, 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 mm-hmm. some of the mm-hmm. wealth that I earn. So they all have giant palaces, that each is, with its own. You were famous for your your famous for your generosity. This story checks out to me. <laughs> So for those of you who are just yeah, joining so, uh, us, if you can, us can you, if you just add that into Wikipedia. So the that butcher yeah, of Baghdad, the most generous man in yes, all that, of Iraq. Another, another, I feel like, name they could give me. They could have. Mm-hmm. Yes, the yeah, most it, generous it really is a crime. man. I could yeah. make the edit if you want. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm something of, well, I'm anybody, good with a yarn. Anybody can. For yeah. those of you who are just joining us. Uh, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today in the studio are 19th century American writer Mark Twain <laughs> and former president of Iraq, Saddam Hussein. And g- g- gift giver. Gift giver. Famous gift giver. Saddam Hussein. Um, so this is, this, this is the story I was actually going to be, uh, I was alluding to earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're finally getting to the meat and potatoes here. You did make a lot of money from your writing. Oh, yeah. As we have established <laughs> in this interview, money is the only thing that you cared about. Oh, yes. The, oh, the, the pure motivation behind oh, all of your actions. sweet, sweet Benjamin. Trying to get <laughs> that money. Uh, but you famously lost 
almost all of your money by mm-hmm. investing in companies and technology that failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is also when you started like attacking other authors like uh, Jane Austen yes. and uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Ugh. Hemingway, I think you went after earlier. <laughs> garbage. Hemingway, garbage. this interview, yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if you remembered any of the uh, any of the failed businesses or any of the failed inventions that you invested in that didn't pan out. Like I, I read about the teletype machine. No, the teletype and, uh, machine. The, the, uh, the publishing company. The but were there any, any other places where you... <laughs> The places you put your money that didn't necessarily pan out. Well, obviously, this is a topic I brings me some pain. I uh, put a lot of money into Zune. <laughs> to Zune, I thought it could take on the iPod. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, and it, in many ways, it was better. But uh, was it? Was the Zune better than the iPod? Zune was better than the iPod. <laughs> I would say it has a good name. Zune, good, yeah, Zune. It's the Caligula of uh, it's cool. music uh, listening device. It's the sword gun. The I don't like gun. Zune because it sounds like you're saying, like, when am I going to get to hear my music? And it's like, Zune. You'll hear, it, you'll hear it soon. iPod sounds my... like it's going to be a long time before uh, you hear your I music. I don't want my music Zune. I want it now. That's what I would say in response. So what if we change the name? <laughs> change the we name. Call it to, to the, the, the now. <laughs> The Zao. It has to have a Z. I... They told me Z was cool. Yes. I don't know. I'm, I'm a very old man. Other... I don't know. Before we move on, are there any other businesses or inventions that you invested in that, that were the cause of you losing all of your money uh, mm-hmm. later on in your life? Well, I, you know, I was a, a big supporter of uh, equal rights for mm-hmm. African Americans, as you know. So That's I uh, put a lot of money into that and it. Wasn't a very profitable idea at the time. <laughs> no, put a lot a, of. I would call that a charity. A instead. lot of money. Well, I put money into Fubu. Into Fubu. <laughs> so you invested in, in Fubu. the clothing brand for us by us. And it was the height of known as the Fubu. height of Jim Crow. It was a very bad time. <laughs> bad time for such an investment. But you know, I'm a good man when I'm not murdering. You know, I would say that any investment that you make in social causes like that, they eventually pay back the culture and community tenfold. I had money. But, but I'm maybe, all about money. But maybe not you specifically wouldn't no. have got that money. Exactly. No, 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 no. Uh, can we talk, uh, Mr. Hussein, yes. uh, about your relationship with the United States? Because, uh, of course. You know, I... that you guys have this really complicated back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. In the 70s, you sign a friendship treaty with the Soviet Union, and obviously America is really not crazy about that. Uh, and then when you assume the presidency in the 80s, you go to war with Iran against the Ayatollah, and now the United States lets you again because we don't like the Ayatollah, yes. right? And so, like, how would you, how do you feel about the United States or the West at this point where, you know, you have this on-again, off-again, will-they-won't-they kind of relationship, you know? It, I, as a lover of uh, romantic comedies, mm-hmm. I feel like... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming as I've a, written, producer a producer of many and I've written a few mm-hmm. and I screened them. I was a big fan of your, of your romantic comedy, uh, The Time... Harry met Sally and then eventually fell in love with each other. Yes, that Colin. Colin, <laughs> she has an uh, an orgasm. <laughs> I, I wanted to okay. make sure that uh, mm-hmm. uh, made it uh, because, of course, okay, a seminal scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, um, yes, the best scene always should anyway. be in the title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All good. Yes, all good movies, as we know, allude. Uh, uh, to their most famous scenes in mm. the title. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, the robot from the future ca- is uh, 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 to kill Sarah Connor, colon, 
I'll be back. <laughs> a wonderful movie. I, yes. I'm really surprised by how much time and energy we spent talking about your film career. I feel like you that's. Uh, 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 I want people to remember uh, Saddam Hussein as mm-hmm. a lover of mm-hmm. the arts. Wait, so are you saying that you kind of like encouraged this? Uh, tumultuous uh, relationship with the West because you felt like it would be like living in a romantic comedy where you start off hating each other then liking each other and back and forth like that? Exactly. Wow. Yes. Will they, won't they? Will they <laughs> go to war? Will they, won't they go to war? Colon, yes, we will twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then a good... It doesn't have a happy ending, That is though. the title of, uh, uh, again, uh, my mm-hmm. uh, upcoming movie, uh, which... Has no prequel or sequel. Is just it tells just this moment in time. But this is like um, wonderful. You know, uh, like you expect that movie to end with the two of you falling in love and and running off together. Much like real life. That's not Mm -hmm. what happened though. You know, like still could happen. It still could Could happen. Could it still happen? This is the point in history where it's you know the the U.S. is running to the airport. This yes, we have just finished the uh, uh, the montage scene mm-hmm. where uh, mm-hmm. uh, the lovers uh, uh, realize how uh, they much they miss the other mm-hmm. person, and yes, this is the chase to the airport. Yes, the love actually mm-hmm. colon the <laughs> politician sleeps with his, uh, secretary. his, his secretary, which. Which in 2017, not this is not, not a great, not progressive. No, 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 Well, she came, no, she came no, on no. to him pretty strong. And let's be fair, you know. And, and if anybody's made... if anybody's the bad guy in that movie, it is the American president, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh yes, right. Yes, For, yes. he was the one who was being aggressive and, and handsy in that. So the movie made a lot of money. <laughs> I, you know, can't argue. Can't argue with that box office. Unbelievable. The the the, uh, the motivations and. Um, and uh, priorities of the two of you really blew my mind. Like, I really didn't see this uh, uh, this this going this way. This is the best interview you've ever let's, had. Let's we should do a it. pop culture podcast. Me yes. and Mark Twain. Wait, so mm-hmm. we're Mark Twain and uh, Saddam Hussein talk about, like, movies that you like? and movies like yes. who's, who's dating in Hollywood? Who's dating in Hollywood? Okay. It'll right. be called Langhorn and Saddam mm-hmm. Talk Showbiz. Colon. Colon. The podcast. <laughs> Mark Twain is murdered by the end. <laughs> oh wow! I wonder. And then Tom Sawyer has to solve that murder, obviously, because oh who knows? God, so maybe much was, money for my estate. <laughs> oh. Maybe it was Saddam Hussein. Maybe it wasn't. I guess we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, spoiler let, alert: it, let, it, it, it is. <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the end of this romantic comedy of the relationship between you and the United States, where yes. you know you you go to war with Kuwait, they they attack you, you leave Kuwait. And then, like, ten years later, the United States invades you again. They miss me. For seemingly... They miss me. Wow. Uh, It's... uh, uh, You remember in the TV show... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, The one I... I, It's the one... uh, You may not remember it, but... uh, It's called uh, Six White People Live in New York City. (laughs) In... uh, And have a good relationship. Have a good good relationship. relationship Cole and Ross and Rachel (laughs) get together. (laughs) Get together at the end, finally. Yes. Yeah, so you know, you're familiar with uh, oh, the TV yeah. series. Oh, that's, yeah. funny, that's funny oh, because yeah. I would have called that colon, Joey says, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> everybody remember. Everybody's... By the way, very profitable. Everybody show. puts a different subtitle <laughs> on that show, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. everybody has a favorite, uh, different favorite part. Every, yeah. Tom Selleck. <laughs> colon, Tom Selleck's in a couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Favreau is an MMA fighter. Oh. Oh. He's a very wealthy man yeah. who decides he wants to be an yes. MMA fighter. Let's be uh consistent here all right so i mean that makes a lot more sense that that's yes. the that's the america's motivation they in starting miss that me, war they come uh, and they you know they uh, uh 
they come up with the flimsy excuse, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, and that's how you know that someone really miss you. Yeah. Yeah. If they're like, oh, I was just in the neighborhood or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, yeah. I still have that pen cap of yours or oh, something. Yeah. I thought I saw some WMDs <laughs> over, over here. I, can, I, can I have a little peek into your, mm-hmm. uh, the box of the home security? You know, mm-hmm. There were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of funds that was went missing during that war. And I have to imagine that money was for things like roses, chocolates. Dating uh, is expensive. Giant, mm-hmm. Especially between mm-hmm. countries. Especially between And it funded his latest movie, I That's, believe. Oh, what was, right. it, what was the last movie that you made, uh, Mr. Hussein? Uh, the, oh, of course. Uh, the last movie I made uh, is um, uh, a bunch of uh, superheroes uh, get together to okay. fight mm. uh, uh, space uh, uh, lord, uh, uh, colon... Uh, those were, uh, a battle that goes on forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. And, I, and, I, and to your follow-up question, there uh, I do not uh, introduce these superheroes in their own individual movies. Of uh, course, oh, they, no, no, no. Uh, you, you know just, you that meet, that's, yes, you that's meet not them how you right away, uh, and they, um, you know. Very much like the Justice League. No, <laughs> the movie. Justice very much League. like the Justice League movie. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Um, well, let's. Um, that does not sound. Unfortunately, <laughs> we only have time for one more question. Um, oh, so no, I'd like to end with this. Okay. Um, so, uh, Mister Mister Twain, you know <laughs> you. <laughs> written so. Oh, you got another cigar. cigar. <laughs> I lit up my after-show cigar already. I'm sorry. It's okay. Very impatient. Of all the things that you have written, you have mm-hmm. said that you're most the the work that you're most proud of is a novel that you wrote called Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. It's one of your least known books. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about it and why it's your favorite? Uh, mainly because it made the most money. It, but it didn't make the most money. It didn't sell a lot of copies, but I got a lot of money for the French government for putting out their propaganda. Oh, piece. so they like commissioned you? Yes, it was SpawnCon. SpawnCon. What, Spawn is, what is SpawnCon? Sponsored content. You oh. know, like when like Kim Kardashian uh, has a has a, a weight loss tea in her Instagram, or like <laughs> when I have weight loss tea in my Instagram. Follow <laughs> at Real Mark Twain. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's France, they said, listen, we'll give you a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, but we have bad news. Tom uh, uh, Tom Sawyer has to go to France and be burned alive. Okay. Uh, and I said, I'll do it. And that's uh, of course, Tom, Tom Sawyer, Sawyer who for some reason is able to object to the things that you're about to write mm-hmm. him. That real, he's life, about to do. real life, yes. Tom Sawyer. He says to you, please don't write this book where I'm sent to France and burned alive. You got it. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, so I'm assuming that that story is basically just a Tom Sawyer does what Joan of Arc does in her life. Yeah, basically. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I assumed that, especially if the French government had commissioned it, that it would have been at least a little bit about the real Joan of Arc and like what she would have done. They thought it was going to be, but I'd cashed the <laughs> check already. <laughs> oh, man, those poor poor French government getting getting conned by Mark Twain yeah. again. Twain. Right. They got Twain. They got Twain. Mm. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have left for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. Um, I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Saddam Hussein and Mark Twain, for joining me in the studio today. I do yes, have one final question for the both of you. I know it's a little bit weird, but I always end my show by asking my guests if they have like a Twitter account that they like or if they have a, a comedy show that they want people to go see. Um, uh, Mark Twain, is there anything you want to tell people about? Uh, well, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, TV show Impractical Jokers on True TV. Okay, so you mm-hmm. want people to watch Impractical Jokers? Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. also several other uh, uh, 
uh, Floribama Shore. <laughs> okay. I don't, you know, my books have never been out of print and I make a lot of money. So I really just want to encourage people to watch the TV shows that I'm a big fan of. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saddam Hussein, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, yes. Uh, there is a movie called Caligula that I think everybody <laughs> Which we have talked about watch. ad nauseum. Uh, people know to watch the movie Caligula. And then, uh, of course, uh, please listen to. Uh, Pearl Jam's album <laughs> 10, which quotes from my quote, uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, <laughs> of course. Uh, that's, the, that's where they got the inspiration. That's where they that. got the inspiration, mm-hmm. yes. Well, I'm Jared Berenson, your host. You can check out all my stuff at jaredberenson.com. Go out and buy my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. Um, Wonderful book. Also, book. Uh, thank you, guys. I really appreciate yeah, I it. it. I'm so surprised that you two read it. Uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org, and we'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous dead people, famous dead people.